Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. This is kind of a strange week because it doesn't feel like there's a big story this week. I might lead off talking about the big match card for July 5th, but there really has been no updates to that. Other than I believe the Grump will get a second title shot. He's already in line for the Tornado Tag. I believe he may get a shot at the Underworld, depending on what Kirk Polka decides going into the Deep South Championship match, where he's going to challenge Hold the Line Harry for the championship. Outside of that, there really is no update to that story. We will know more when I do next Sunday show. Next Sunday will be July 4th. The day after that, July 5th, is when the big match card will take place. It will be, from what I understand, streamed live on Twitch with Jeffrey Fox and the general manager, John Calace, hosting. But that's all I really have as far as what's coming up July 5th goes. Lexicon. Lexicon had been announced by SRG Universe as a convention they were going to be at. That was going to be end of July, beginning of August, that weekend. SRG Universe will no longer be at Lexicon. From what I understand, it has to do with Lexicon's COVID-19 policy, apparently. And this has been published on their own website, Lexicon's website. They're going to require all attendees to provide proof of vaccination. and. I don't know all the implications of that as far as SRG Universe is concerned, but because of that type of thing, they will not be at Lexicon this year. MLW Draft. As I've reported on the show before, SRG Universe, Super Show the Game is currently sponsoring the MLW Draft, MLW being Major League Wrestling. At this point, they have released three competitors in conjunction with this sponsorship. Alex Hammerstone, Jacob Fatu, and Davey Richards. The fourth looked like it was going to release this week. It's actually going to release at the end of the month. SRG Universe has announced that the fourth and final MLW character, at least as part of this MLW Traft sponsorship, is going to be released for 48 hours only. And at the end of that 48 hours, which will be July 1st, all of the MLW competitors will be pulled from the website. They will not be available for sale on the website. So when that fourth and final competitor comes out, which I believe would be June 29th, so that's a week from Tuesday, maybe June 30th, depends on when they want to count, how they're counting July 1st. It sounds like July 1st is the last day, so that's the second 24 hours. So June 30th will be the first 24. We'll see. But look, June 29th, June 30th, for that last MLW competitor to come out and then understand that it's only going to be available for a limited, limited time, and then it's gone. Speaking of new signings, it was also announced that Danny Limelight, who is apparently a New York-based independent wrestler, has been signed to the Legendary Fighting Federation. I don't know anything about Danny Limelight. 
Apparently, he has been featured on some AEW programming. Don't know if that's just dark or if he's been on the main show, but that's the newest signing for people who are fans of him. Look forward to him coming out. And wrapping up with uh, new competitors coming out, last week, the long-awaited New Japan Pro Wrestling box sets were mailed out to everyone who pre-ordered them. So most people now have the New Japan Pro Wrestling box sets in hand. I've seen quite a few people playing them, especially when I'm looking at the final standings from some of the past week's tournaments. And I know there are people who've been very excited to get them. If there's one disappointment, I would say it's in the 1 through 27 decks. For those of you who know, I know I've reported this in the past. The 1 through 27 in every box set was exactly the same. I understand why that happened. From what I understand, getting card approval from New Japan Pro Wrestling was very difficult, which is why I think they ultimately decided to have all the 1 through 27 cards the same, just because I think at this point, getting the set out rather than having additional delays was more important. This has already been delayed, I would say, about five months. And the set overall has been around two years in the making. So I understand them doing the same 1 through 27 deck. Same with dropping the uh, tag team, the Tornado Tag Team competitor set. I think it was Gorillas of Destiny. I can never remember if it's Destiny or Destruction, but they had to drop that competitor set too. Sorry, I just don't know that. I'm not a big New Japan Pro Wrestling fan. I don't know a lot about the promotion. But that set's finally out, and as part of that set coming out, the Cheetah in Chambers is running an SRG1 Climax event. Free event. You're going to sign up through... Ian Chambers, you're going to send him your competitor and your deck list. The only restriction is that all of the competitors must be independent competitors. So primarily competitors listed under the independent competitor section of supershowthegame.com. I believe TJ Marconi would be included in this. I don't know if somebody like Lunatic Ginge or the Reverend Robert Torn would be included in this, because I know at least Lunatic Ginge was featured on Grimm's Toy Show. And so, in the same way, I think Grimm, were he legal, would be considered independent. He might be as well. I just don't know. I doubt many people are going to run either of those two competitors anyway. I imagine most people will be running something out of New Japan or out of MLW. You might even see. Maybe Ivelisse, since she's been released. The new Caleb. The new Sammy. I could see people playing AJ Styles, of course. But his event, the SRG1 Climax, signups are due by the end of tonight as I record this. So June 27th by midnight. If you happen to listen to this Sunday shortly after it gets released, that's the sign-up period. Otherwise, just know that event's supposed to kick off Monday, and there'll be like a two-week time to get your matches played. There's going to be preliminary matches, and then there's a cut to either a Group A or Group B. I don't know a lot about it, but that's what's going on. 
Ian Chambers, the Cheetah, is hosting the SRG1 Climax. Sign-ups due Sunday night, June 27th by midnight, assuming Eastern Time because he is in the Eastern Time Zone. I already talked about the July 5th championship match card coming up. There have been a couple championship matches. One happened this week. The other will be happening Monday. First, the SRG BOSS Steve Resk had a match defending his Intergalactic Championship. He was facing off against the Roach, Noel Torres Jr. The Roach won a six-stop trios event, and so... As a result, he got a shot using that format. Steve Resk, using the Freak Show, had to defend against the Roach using the new version of the Three Kings. Best two out of three match took almost an hour to complete all three. The first match looked like it would be the Roaches. I saw him time and time again hit his finish and the boss could only get out if he rolled his highest skill, and he did it time and time again, and eventually the boss came back and won the first match. The second match, shorter. The Roach able to take that match. It goes to a third and final. In the end, the boss wins the third match, retains. He is still the intergalactic champion. Congratulations to him. I thought the Roach was going to pull out in that first match. Very tough. So close to being the new champion, but Steve Resk still intergalactic champion. The other match, the one coming up Monday, is going to be a defense of the LFF Tri-State Championship. The current champion, Joseph Ritchie, is going to take on, from what I can see, it's going to be a triple threat, sorry, a triad match. It's going to be him taking on the face, Mark Sylvia, and loudmouth Leo Larynx. Very tough matchup. Triad is always difficult, especially since you know both men are going to be gunning for Joseph Ritchie. Will he be able to come away, successfully defend for a third time? We will see. As far as I know, it's a third time. He defended once at Highlander, once against Shady Jeff, and this will be the third defense. If I'm miscounting, I'm sorry, but from what I understand, this is his third Potential defense. We will see. The last bit of news before I get into the tournament results from this past week is Wednesday night during Talk of the Universe, maybe slightly before, I'm not 100% sure, but the news broke that Melissa Coates, better known as Super Genie, the manager for Sabu, passed away. SRG Universe has decided that every entrance card featuring Super Genie that is sold. The proceeds will be donated to the family. So if you have not yet gotten a Super Genie entrance card and you want to, know that your purchase will be donated to help the family. And understand that when this print run sells out, it may not be reprinted. And I almost forgot this, some convention news. Grand Con is going to be taking place Labor Day weekend. That's also the same weekend as Dragon Con. Because the SRG Universe will be at Grand Con, they almost certainly will not be at Dragon Con. However, Jeremy Steigerwald and Jonathan Few will be running events, demos, and the like at Dragon Con that weekend. So 
if you can't get out to Grand Con, but you still want to go to an SRG convention, you're in that area, look at Dragon Con taking place Labor Day weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. And with that, let's run down last week's tournaments. Sunday night, the top four in that pop-up, another Brian Waitfort-Schmidt pop-up, ended up being in fourth place with the relatively new competitor, Mr. C, Big Jim Bias. Third place, using the second version of Anthony Gangone, the one above all, Time Bomb Tim, Tim Creaser. The finalists were the Judge Tim Riley, using Shane Strickland, and the current LFF World Heavyweight Champion, John Polverino Press 1P, using Unique. The winner, John P. with Unique. Congratulations to him. Next up, Monday Night Proving Ground. This was a Play Pure tournament. The top four here were in fourth place with El Superombre, Brett Farias, Brett the Metalhead. In third place with Lorenzo Manicotti, and I'm not sure if it's the original or the newer Lorenzo Manicotti. I'm going to assume it's the newer Lorenzo. The Mad Custodian, Jacob Denmark. The finalists here were Ken Fouché with Theo the Greek Neo and Bob Dunn with his own creation, Robert the Brain Dunn. The winner here, Bob Dunn. As a result of this match, Bob Dunn crosses the 15-point threshold. What is that? Let me talk a little bit about the Proving Ground, the idea behind the Proving Ground. The idea behind the Proving Ground tournaments is that you bring your sort of craziest out there kind of decks, competitors, and whatnot, try them out, see how they work in a competitive setting. It's not designed to be a tournament format where people bring the S-tier, A-tier, best of the best competitors, and play those week in and week out. And as part of the design to discourage that kind of play, there is a disincentive built in where whenever you win an event, you earn three points. If you take second or third in an event, you earn one point. Once you hit 15 points, you are no longer eligible to receive prizes for winning or placing in the tournament. Once you hit 15 points, you go first place in the next tournament, you go second or third. The prizing you'd normally get for being in the top three or for winning outright, you have to now pay that forward. You don't get to reap the benefits of winning over and over. How well that's working, I'm not sure. I'm not following the competitors' views to see if that's working out the way they thought. But we now have someone who's at the threshold, and I know there are at least a couple people close behind with, I believe, 11 is the next highest point total. But that is what's going on with the Proving Ground. We've had the first person, this week's winner, Bob Dunn, win enough matches to put him out of contention for prizing. Next week in the Proving Ground, the matches played will be done using the following formats. The matches will have countouts, they have disqualifications, the maximum hand size will be 10. You can only play one card per turn. So. Rolling forearm, call to the crowd, strength in numbers, 
aren't going to allow you to play multiple cards. Merlin von Berlin and his gimmick won't work. Theo the Greek Neo or the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Super Show, won't work either. The other thing is when they would draw two cards, they draw one. Relatively straightforward. I don't know if this means that if you drew three, you'd only draw one, or if it's just in the case of two. The post was not more specific than that. But that's what's going on next Monday, the 28th, with The Proving Ground. Thursday, Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. Group stage to a top cut. The quarterfinal round matches were all tables matches. The semifinal round matches were all steel cage matches. And the finals match, as well as the third place match, were played under the buddy building stipulation. In fourth place, the headband champion, Matt Nealon, using Kota Ibushi. In third place, using Okada, the beast, Michael Kerr. The finalists here were Dustin Garman, using the Devil's Reject, GPS, and Micah Swafford, using Alex Hammerstone. The winner here, Micah Swafford with Alex Hammerstone. Friday, Ian Chambers, who, as I mentioned earlier, is running the SRG1 Climax, ran a pop-up tournament. I don't have a lot of details on that tournament, but the top three in it ended up being in third place, using Tetsuya Naito, and I hope I pronounced that correctly, was the cheetah himself, Ian Chambers. Second place, using the new version of the general manager, John Calace, Kylan Buchter, and the winner, using Big Bad Bobby D, Chris Pate. The final tournament from this past week, Saturday night, another tournament in the Trios series of tournaments, Trios de Loco. In fourth place, using the Beach Bums, South Bell. In third place, using Proving Ground, Matt Hass. The finalists here were Kylan Buchter, using the second version of the higher class, and Candyman Dan, using the League of Extraordinary Grapplers. While both finalists will move on to the eventual finals of this trio's series, the winner here, Candyman Dan, with the League of Extraordinary Grapplers. This means that Dan Hughes and Kylan Buchter will be joining Chris Pate, Justin Myers, Danny Thunder, and Bob Dunn in the final trio's event. There's one more trio's event before the final one, where again the top two in this event will join these other six form, I don't know if you want to call it an elite eight of trios, but one more event to determine the last two people to make the eight men that will battle it out for trio supremacy. I believe the last event will be just a standard trios tournament. There aren't going to be any stipulations. It'll just be trios matches. And that's going to do it for the past tournaments from this week. Normally, I talk about a pop-up event happening Sunday. There's not going to be one 
this Sunday. As far as events for next week, as of right now on supershowthegame.com, nothing new has been posted. I did talk about the Proving Ground Monday. Look for something possibly Thursday, possibly this weekend. Again, I did talk about the SRG1 Climax. That should be kicking off. Again, sign up for that if you hear this and you have time and you want to play. It is free. There's no entrance fee for the SRG1 Climax. Proving Ground, probably $5 as always. Also, as always, Tuesday nights we have the Dojo. Last Tuesday they put box sets on sale. They said the box sets were going to be on sale for a limited time. Looking at supershowthegame.com right now, there are still two box sets on sale. The first Steel Cage deck is on sale for $28, and the Cosmic Crusader Neptune deck is on sale for $24. So if you haven't picked those up and you want to get them, those are on sale. Also, there's still the new MLW discount code out there to get a two-player starter set for $10. I see that the El Superambe vs. Snake Pit set is still in stock. Rainbow Girl vs. Terror Skull is still in stock. And Black Lipstick vs. Cryptocurrency is in stock. So if you wanted to get one of those three sets with that promo code, you can. And that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. Very short episode this week. But next week, with the big match card coming out, with the final MOW competitor reveal, and I'm hoping to have a lot to talk about next week. Until then, I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.